Vision Christian Radio bumper stickers are a practical way to show the world how much you love vision. New stickers are available now. Choose the I Love Vision sticker or your local frequency and proudly display your affiliation with Australia's national Christian radio network. It's more than just a sticker, it's a statement and might help someone you'll never meet discover vision and start looking to God daily. Whether you're parked or cruising through town, Vision Bumper Stickers will turn heads and spark conversations. Stick it, show it, and let everyone know you're tuned to Vision. Available now at vision.org.au slash stickers. Order your Vision Bumper Sticker today. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. You're listening to Momentum, a show that helps men succeed in life. And as we delve into this week's topic, a reminder that some of the content may be of a sensitive nature. Now, here's your hosts, Tim and Dez. Well, welcome to this week's show. Tim and Dez uh, with you once again for Momentum. Wherever you are around Australia, we really appreciate you tuning in and spending some time with us this week. Quick point to the website before we launch into the show, MomentumAustralia.org. Send us some feedback, ask a question. You can check out previous shows, a bit more about who we are. And if you'd like to financially support Momentum too, that is awesome, MomentumAustralia.org. But we are rapidly racing towards the end of the year, Dez, and uh, we've got a new feature that you're going to highlight for us again this show. Yeah, it's amazing how it came about. So we now have a new support line for men, uh, and it's called Momentum Care Line. And it's one. It's an easy number to remember, even for an old bloke like me. It's one eight hundred triple zero men. So that's one eight hundred triple zero men, which is six three six. I know this service is provided by our friends at Caroline Connections, and if you want to get in touch with them, it's carolineconnections.org. au. And so you can reach out and get help seven days a week from nine a.m. to eleven p.m. One eight hundred triple zero men. All right, that's awesome. Now you know we as men we face many challenges throughout our lives, but perhaps one of the trickiest seasons for us to navigate is a midlife season. You know, some people have described this part of a man's life a transition, transitioning from the first half to the second half of life. Others have described it as a midlife crisis when the realization kicks in that we are over halfway through our lives and we kind of start to panic. Either way, it is an important season in a man's life that, if done well, can really help propel him into the second half of his life with a very clear focus and vision of what his life is to look like from there on. Now, we're so blessed to have with us the CEO of the Australian Institute of Family Counselling, as AIFC, Nick Marks, who's been with us before. He recently spoke to Glenn Williams from Focus on the Family about this subject on their Council Culture podcast. You can hear that episode at councilculture.org.au or at the aifc.com.au website. But Nick joins us now to talk about and help us navigate the midlife transition. Welcome back to Momentum, Nick. Thank you, Des, and thank you, Tim. It's wonderful to be back with you both today. I really, really appreciate it. Thanks for having me back. Well, Nick, you know, we, we, uh, we're grateful to have you back, man. I mean, every time you come on the show, there's, there's so much that you've got to bring. And, you know, this is a huge topic, midlife transition for men. It is a biggie. Arguably, probably the only other uh, biggie is outside of that is retirement, which we might do another show on. But let's get back to midlife because all of us can relate to that. And, you know, there'll, there'll be guys listening who are in the season. There are guys who are past the season, guys who are coming up to the season and freaking out about it. Um, so I suppose let, let's start with you, your experience as a counselor uh, and a coach, particularly. Why is it that men 
fear or struggle or can wrestle with the midlife approaching? Yeah. Just on the retirement one, I can't speak to that one with any authority. So it's okay. <laughs> I can make up for you. Okay, thank you. <laughs> if we can wait a few years, I you know I, I might be able to come back on that one. But um, at the moment, I can I can hopefully speak into the midlife one with some authority and experience, lived experience, as the saying goes. Mm, mm. And, and in terms of your question, Tim, I think wow, it's it's a, it is. There's a lot of there's a lot of room in this discussion, isn't there, to go down some different threads? But it's I, I think it's um, there's a, there's a couple of things that you can mention. Is you you, you are stepping into this unknown, uncharted territory where for the first time, I think, um, not that there, things don't happen in life between transitioning from a, you know, a young person to an adult is probably the first main one. Mm. This is really, apart from other things that come up, if we say the vicissitudes of life, there's lots of things that can still happen, but this is the, the next big one. And, uh, you know, things change around us. And I think ch- things change in us yeah. and we start to change, <laughs> even involuntary. And I, and I think we, we hit this uncharted territory um, in, in the midlife and that's a big deal. Isn't it interesting? I, I guess there's, there's a couple of different variations of the midlife crisis. One is, you know, you get to approaching 40 and all of a sudden you have to give up playing soccer or give up playing rugby or, you know, <laughs> the sort of the young, young men's games and so forth. Um, and, and, you know, that, and that affects a lot of men. A lot of men look at that and they say, wow, you know, I now have to drive a buggy when I'm playing golf or, or whatever it is, right. Their, their lives change. Yeah. And the other part of it is, and this, I guess this one affected me more so than that one was when my career came to an end. So I was in IT all my life and all of a sudden I had no project that, you know, I ha- and I had to evaluate what I was going to do going forward. Yeah. And in both scenarios, you do have to do that evaluation, don't you? Yeah. I, I don't know there's any getting around this one in the sense of um, maybe on, on what you were saying too there, Des, is I think there can be a major external change that happens mm-hmm. in our life, it, like it did for you. Yeah. And I think, I could say and or, but I, I tend to think and, mm-hmm. there's major change and shifts going on in us at as men around this midlife, which I think is kind of a 15-year band. It's sort of a, uh, you know, it's moving around. I think the age that we live to, the average yes. age, has, has gotten higher. So there's yeah. this sort of moving mid-band of what we might call those middle-life years. Mm. And so this, I think that's an important point to make, is this isn't run and one in sort of, you know, between, you know, 40 and 41. Yes. Or, or, or 45 and 46 <laughs> or whatever it, it might be. It's like, whew, glad I got that done. And, um, you know, let's let's focus on the new year now. It's, um, yeah. I think it's going to be a, diff- a bit different from that. And, and it's fair to say that there are men who will go through this experience at 30. Yep. You know, they've had a change of life, the change of circumstances, and all of a sudden they're yeah. confronted with the reality of they're no longer mm. in their 20s. They're no longer sort of able to do the things they could have done in their 20s. And, and they're yep. faced with this dilemma, and it could be their identity. It could be lots of things in their world. Yeah, I mean, interesting you say that, Des, because I remember when I turned 30, I struggled with 30 a lot more than I did with turning 40. Uh, and I think because between 20 and 30, I'd become a dad. I'd um, you know, become a husband, and all of a sudden – my life had radically changed in those in that decade. So 30 for me was a bigger deal than turning 40, ironically. But yeah. Nick, can I just ask, I suppose, with all of this, regardless of what, uh, I suppose, what 
what age it hits us, this crisis point or this realization that, wow, I'm getting there. Do you think at the, at the core of all of that for most men is some degree of fear around mortality and a realization that we are on the time frame, like I am going to die at some stage and I've suddenly had this wake up call? Is it something along those lines? Is that the core of all of this, do you think? Yeah, I think that's certainly a part of it is where there's a, a confrontation, if you like. Now, that can be variations of confrontation of a, a slow burn over time or something, you know, very much in your face uh, as a crisis. And I think there's that um, mortality. Um, we, we, we can tend to just sort of get on with life when you're younger. Like you, you, you sort of hit adulthood and then you, you can be off and away. It might be, I'm into this career. I got married. I've got... I've got kids coming, I've got job, I've got a responsibilities. And then you sort of, you can tend to, we're talking about a bell curve here. We're not talking yeah. everybody's life. There's exceptions, of course. Mm. Um, but in the bell curve generally, um, you tend to just move from one thing to another. Yes. And and then there's something that either, you know, within yourself or external that stops us in our tracks um, as, as a process or an event. And we are forced, if we allow it to happen, I use that language, to confront this. And I think mortality, um, you know, my days are numbered, as the Lord says, yes. is part of that. And that's a big deal to confront. Well, we may not have really stopped before or been forced to stop to confront it, or it's like, oh, yeah, well, I'm, you know, I'm mm. 28 or I'm 35. I'll, I'll look at that down the track. So I think there's that's definitely a factor, Tim. I think there's also um, it's definitely at the identity level. Something starts mm. to Again, it can be externally, as Des said, or internally going, what, what is my identity really grounded in? Yeah. Um, and I think this mm. can be a particularly challenging one for those who might be afflicted with a greater level of success, say, in their careers. Uh, and I use yeah. the word afflicted. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, it's an interesting way to put that. <laughs> because what happens, whether we like it or not, and I'm no exception to this, is it does get in and it does, you know, latch on to our identity and I think in the midlife there is this opportunity uh, and, and certainly a work of God where he wants to remove some of those things out of our core identity that are um, malformed or not truly part of our who we really are. Yeah. And so I think there's varying degrees of work to be done in each of us around the, mid, um, the midpoint and whether that's um, some mild, you know, sanding back in a new coat of paint or there's some real construction work there to be done in some of us, I think, um, <laughs> at the midpoint. At the midpoint, it's it's interesting. Uh, I mean, I can remember when I when I was in IT at Qantas, and and it was a great great opportunity and a great career. But what was interesting for me was uh, when I left Qantas. I mean, I could have been out to dinner every night of the week from suppliers, yeah, or whatever, right? And the moment I left Qantas, I didn't get a single invitation out to dinner. And at that mm. point, I realized, Des, this is not about you, you know. There's a big world going on without you being involved in it anymore. Mm. And so that was that was quite a, a challenge for me. And I, I hear exactly what you're saying there, Des. And, and Nick, interesting that you said the affliction of success, because for a lot of men, right, we do we do base our identity, whether it's intentional or not, on what we do. And so we get to this midway point and we go, okay, I've been pretty sure about certain things. All of a sudden there's this uncertainty 
um, I suppose, about the mortality piece as well. And, and then may I just throw this at you as well? We talked about the fear piece, but is is it maybe a lack of control as well? As in like, we realize that we don't have as much control over our changing bodies, our aging bodies, and life in general. We've journeyed through some stuff and go like, there's just stuff now that is happening to me that I have no control over. Yeah, yeah, that is that's a great point, Timmy. Is that um, maybe it's the maybe we've just sort of had the illusion of control, mm, or there's right. things that we focus on that we think we've been able to control up to now. And yeah, you definitely get to a point where you're going, I don't know really what's happening here, and whatever is happening here, I'm not in control of it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think you know, as we go into a break here, guys, um, I think the key thing, and Des and I talk about this a lot on the show, it is one of the core messages of momentum is to make sure that you're connected with other guys, that you've got safe spaces that you can open up to if you're perhaps feeling like, hey, uh, uh, you know, I'm in this season and I'm not even sure what's happening for me. <laughs> like, yeah. I just know that I'm I'm struggling. I just know that things have shifted and I'm not even sure what's going on for me. And uh, that's the encouragement piece for all of us is to reach out, have a conversation with someone, or of course, as Des suggested at the beginning of the show, the Momentum Care Line number 1-800-000-636, 1-800-000-636. As we go to the break though, guys, let me just let me just leave you with a, a quote because it was psychoanalyst Elliot Jacques that coined the term midlife crisis in the 60s. And he says this, that he noted that patients in their mid to late 30s seemed to go through a depressive period and sudden lifestyle changes as they confronted the idea of their own mortality. The idea of the midlife crisis being a biological certainty spread. Nowadays, it's commonly associated with stereotypes of middle-aged men buying fancy cars or ending marriages to regain a sense of youth. So let's set up the second half of the show. And Nick, we want to speak into that space, the whole crisis space where men can whether it's intentional or not, blow up their lives to try and regain a sense of youth and in the in doing so, do a lot of damage to those around them. It's an important topic. We'd love you to stick around. We're talking about midlife transition here on Momentum with our special guest, Nick Marks. Uh, check out the website while we go to a break, MomentumAustralia.org, and we're going to continue this uh, conversation with Nick in just a tick. Stay tuned. This is Momentum a show that helps men succeed in life. Find out more at MomentumAustralia.org. If this program has highlighted something you'd like prayer for, we'd love to pray for you. Call 1-800-PRAY-FOR-ME. That's 1-800-772-936. It's a free call. Or text 0401 132 You're listening to Momentum, a show that helps men succeed in life. Find out more at MomentumAustralia.org. Well, thanks for tuning in and sticking around. It is Momentum with Tim Des and our special guest uh, this week is Nick Marks from AIFC. And we're referring to a uh, podcast that they've recently done on their Council Culture podcast. You can find that at councilculture.org.au or aafc.com.au. Talking about the midlife transition and we're expanding on that this week with Nick Marks. Um, you know, Nick, we recently spoke with Jonathan Doyle about hopes and dreams, and he mentioned that as men, you know, we can tend to get to a stage in life where life becomes fairly cruisy, it settles, we get the job, the house, the wife, the kids, that sort of thing, it becomes somewhat routine. And out of that routine, when we can hit the midlife stage, sometimes we as men attempted to blow up our lives to try and get some excitement back in our lives. And, and I suppose that lends itself towards the midlife crisis part as opposed to the midlife transition. So for guys listening right now who might be in that 
season, you know, where they're approaching the midlife, life has become a bit cruisy, they might be tempted to get a motorbike or buy a boat or a jet ski or at worst, you know, they're, they're perhaps um, having conversations with someone who's a lot younger than them that they shouldn't be. But it's attractive, it's exciting, it's creating this sense of excitement in their lives, but it has real potential damaging effects to their lives. Uh, and let's be honest, I mean, that can happen, right, um, if, we're, if we're not careful. So just speak into that space for us, Nick. For guys who might be in that space, what would you recommend if they're in that, if that's how they're dealing with midlife? Yeah, I'd, I'd firstly say that the feelings and emotions, because this is an emotional time and the midlife transition is is messy. So let's just mm. um, couch it in that to start with. Mm. And so there's going to be some strong emotions and, and feelings that we're having. I think for guys who might be at that, n- none of us get up in the morning and think, how can I blow up my life today? So this happens over time. Yes. And so the accumulations of thoughts and feelings, and I'll use the word desires because – our mm. desires are our hearts are desire factories, and so desires are very strong. And we have very we have malformed or unhealthy desires, and we have very honourable, beautiful desires, and you know they're, they're both operating simultaneously. If those when those midlife desires change, and we do start to have different desires, which can manifest as boredom or I'm restless, I'm listless, I'm just what I've been doing just isn't cutting it for me. If mm-hmm. we try to up the ante in terms of, you know, we call it self-medicating or or upping the excitement and I'm going to become an adventure junkie or I'm going to, um, you know, um, date someone, you know, 25 years younger than me or and, and that's not going to be good, particularly if I'm married. Um, and so there's different, I might, you know, the alcohol content might just be going up and up and up and up slowly. So these things happen over time. Yes. I, just want to, I just want to encourage guys where they're at in that and go, the feelings and the messiness and the emotions around this can be very normal. Mm-hmm. How we then deal with those and how we process them and having other men around us, you guys say this all the time, I think it becomes particularly important in this midlife transition because one one good thing in this is that every man is going to go through this. So we're talking about men here. Every man is going to go through this at some stage. So there's a really good shared commonality in this. And so some things you can do are, for example, reach out to other men who might be a little bit further down, healthy men who are a little bit further yes. down the road yes. who, who will have been through this and just asking them some questions. So that, that, that I think, is the first one I would say to men and other men who are at it at the same stage because they're probably um, like maybe like you are not talking about it so much and you've got these very strong emotions that you're going through. So sharing it with others, you know, as, as, as Scripture says, how do we bear and carry one another's burdens? I think midlife presents a great opportunity for that to take place. And what can be hard and is definitely messy can also be really rich and wonderful as we go through this transition. There's no, there's no driving around it. Well, Nick, you, you made a comment in your podcast uh, that it's not just a change in the circumstances, but the work that needs to be done within us. And I thought that was really key because a lot of us, external things will change when we hit midlife uh, and and with our bodies too, which to some degree is an external as opposed to, okay, but what's actually happening in my feelings, my emotions, my internals, um, you know, for me at this stage as well. And I think it's really important that guys take the time 
to sit and kind of sit with that stuff and go, what, what does this actually mean? Where is this coming from? What's at the heart of all of this for me? Yeah, I, I, I would say, and, and look, I, I turned 50 this year, so I'm, I, I have been through that. I think maybe I'm on the sort of the tail end of the midlife transition now. I still feel like I want to hang, hang on to the midlife transition part, but I might now be out of it. <laughs> so either way, I can speak with some experience is you are the transition in this. So there's these things that are going on around doing and, um, you know, external role, um, but you are the transition. And, and this is really happening in you from your, your, the, your being is actually changing. And so I think the first half can be very much defined as, you know, life 1.0, uh, as Dr. Glenn Williams said on the podcast, is can often be defined by work and busyness, the excitement yeah. to use Des's word and, and, and I think it was Bob Buford that coined this term in his half-time ministry and, and movement that he had, is, is 2.0 is moving from we, want, we have this desire to move from success to significance. Yes. And I think for mm-hmm. that to happen, there is this deep, this is the good side of midlife transition. There's some really messy stuff and, and it's, it's some, there's some, some unhealthy roots to be pulled out and that hurts. It really does. Um, and there's this really rich, deep, good stuff to move into the significant side that um, that takes place in us, and that requires the company um, of, of other men in particular and, and in community and the time with self, silence, solis- solitude, um, introspection, and, and deeper change that's going to take on. And if you're a person of faith, um, and I know everybody, not everybody listening to this is, but if you're a person of faith, then this time with the Lord, with our maker, he has some real work to be done in us. And um, the the upside and the outside of that, getting to the other side of this transition, um, there's there's good, rich things on the other side of this transition and to be encouraged by that and, and who we're becoming in life 2.0 and what that's going to do in terms of blessing each other, others and, and living that life of, life of significance and having that um, greater impact. We might not be zipping around the world as much or doing as much activity as it might seem on the outside, but there's a lot of deeper work going under there. So we narrow the focus, increase the power. Hmm. Fantastic. As always, a real pleasure having our special guest, Nick Marks from uh, AAFC. He's the CEO. I'm just going to point you before we finish up today to the, the podcast that we've referred to a few times about this topic with Glenn Williams from Focus on the Family. Um, Council Culture Podcast, uh, you can hear that at councilculture.org.au. And Nick mentioned Halftime. Uh, halftime.org.au is their website. Certainly encourage you to check them out as well. And if you want to have another website just to look at through the week, MomentumAustralia.org, of course, (laughs) is our website with Tim and Des all around Australia. Hey, Nick, we've uh, so enjoyed having you on the show. As always, there's a lot that we've unpacked today, and we really appreciate you speaking into this really, really important space for men. As always, mate, really appreciate it. Bless you. Thank you. Thank you so much to, uh, to you, Tim, and to you, Des. I hope this helps the men out there. You've been listening to Momentum, a show that helps men succeed in life. For more information or to hear this week's show again, go to MomentumAustralia.org. You can also access a whole range of resources to help you on your journey and to get in touch with the team at MomentumAustralia.org. Until next time, keep moving forward with Momentum. Momentum.